0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Tory. Visit us at fantasyfootballprofit.com. And now, your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome, everyone, to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today, we're getting ready for our rankings episodes, which we're going to start next week. So, we thought before we got into that, we'd do a little trending up, trending down episode. Basically, Pick three players for that are we are kind of going up our ranks. Three players that are going down our ranks because we made our ranks now. It's probably about two months ago, right now. I bet you. I think it was sometime in May where we kind of finalized them. So we've definitely changed our opinions going talking about this every week on some players. Actually, I'll let you know right away. There's actually a player on my list that you talked me into. So <laughs> I feel good now. That you know, that's a good thing about talking about fantasy football all the time. <laughs> you get these players in your mind. Okay, oh, maybe you know what. Maybe maybe that this maybe he will be something. So there's a couple of those. Before we get into that, make sure you check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit. We're on Instagram at Football Profit. The website's fantasyfootballprofit.com. You always get your questions into us, fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. We've been getting some more and more questions here as the season is getting underway. And that's how I'm going to start the episode, Jeff. It's my segment. The Craig's Random segment. Today's turned into the mailbag, which I think as we get going, that's pretty much what the beginning of the show is going to be. We're getting a lot of questions here from people. So I actually have two, two different questions that came through. I kind of want to go over and see your thoughts and you know what we can help these guys with. First question comes from Steven in Delaware. He asks us, do you guys use a different strategy for live drafts versus online drafts? He says he finds that online drafts tend to follow whatever rankings the platform uses and can be more predictable. He said, do you see that? Feel the same. What do you, Jeff, have you you've done live auction drafts? Have yeah. you ever done a live mm-hmm. snake draft yet? I've never, no, well, I've never done I've a done, live draft. I snake. have done both, so I can see that. Well, what is your yeah. thoughts on that? What is the difference um, in a live draft? Do you think it changes things?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it changes quite a bit. Um, I would have to agree with Steve 100%. When you're doing it online, there's less interaction. You... Pretty much, people tip you off a little less as well. There's yeah. a lot more talking when you go live. You're with your yep. buddies usually, blah blah blah. Um, but you you start you you start recognizing uh, different things, yeah. right? Yep. You're going after yep. the same player all of a sudden. You're making contact You're doing that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I think it it adds a personal element to it. Um, so I think it's easier for people to get thrown. Um, and that would be the other thing. Uh, yeah. You wouldn't think that a, yeah. a fantasy football <laughs> draft could really get people well, thrown, yeah, like nervous does. and it everything does. like that, but it really does. And when you're counting down, and if you're in the comfort of your own home, you're behind your mm-hmm. computer, you're picking it, you usually have everything spread out. Um, you yeah. have to be a little more secretive when
0: you're around other people, <laughs> so it kind of messes with, with how yeah. you approach it even. Yeah, and I, I, I've done both live auction and live snake drafts. I feel like in a live auction, there's some the bidding wars can get a little more intense. They actually go a little bit higher. If you're actually in the room with somebody, it's the other people might egg it on. I've seen that happen. Where right. it's not just the two people going at it. The other people might egg them on a little bit oh, and it gets a little higher. Hundred percent. If you're not there for that, you're not. It's not as easy to get egged yeah. on by that. Same thing with a with a snake draft. I've seen runs happen quicker. Like a quarterback run or a running back. Like those runs are just exaggerated when everyone's in the same room and everyone's actually talking about the, hey <laughs> all these players are going off the board. Yeah. So. And I mean, those live drafts can that, it can change things. You can have people that might get a little too drunk and draft four <laughs> defenses. Do you? I, I've, yeah, we've we've definitely seen. That. <laughs> um, I was going to say I, a few years back, but I remember that. It's one. so
1: funny though because it's very true how people like is the mob mentality happens, right. and I, I think probably the, it's a little more of a pure sport, if you will. I mean, it's fancy sports, but a little more pure if you do it with the people in the room. Um, I, it's kind of like it's kind of like online poker, if you will. That was a way different game when you're doing it uh, against people in the same room compared to if you're doing it online. Um, I also love it when someone is going, especially in auction, when someone is going for undervalue, and people already have quarterbacks, they already have certain things set up, and you're trying to go with the same strategy, and all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers is, is thrown out there, and he's only going for twenty. Yep. People that have – they don't want other people in their conference, other people that they know, rivalries, yep. to get that player for cheap. So all of a sudden people are yelling, like, you idiot, keep yep. going, you know, different things like that. Pretty much pointing out, like, this is too good of a deal. And it kind of gets out of control real quick. Yep. So um, I love it. I think doing it live is much, much better. And I think it's tougher, too.
0: Yep. it you know, Definitely have to be prepared for those. So that's yeah. I think it's a lot more fun. So we have one coming up here. So yeah, it'll, it'll be, be interesting. We'll be in Pittsburgh this year. Yeah, well, it's coming up quick. It's almost just about a month away. So yeah, get ready for that. One more question comes to us on YouTube actually from Charles. He asked. He's basically asking, can you take Lynch and Cooper on the same team? He says he really likes those two, and currently ADP says you can own them both in drafts. And basically asks, is if if it's a good idea? Also, he said. Thanks for reminding me of Surge Soda, which, if you're on YouTube and watching the videos, uh, yes, I was drinking a Surge in last week's episode. So, haven't seen that stuff in forever. So, I,
1: yeah, yeah drink it. Zima making their Yeah.
0: So did Charles notice that? I didn't know yeah. if anybody would. <laughs> but okay, crazy. that comes down to the question. It's not even more. It's not even going to be necessarily about Lynch and Cooper to me, which I think you can. I don't think. You want Lynch to be your number one running back. I was say, first of all, hundred percent. Yeah, if you both of them on your team would be a bonus. Well, that's like, awesome. This, this talk about this situation in general. Do you? Does it ever? Do you even really consider it when they're the, from the same team too much? Like running back, wide receiver. I honestly, it, it doesn't cross my mind a lot. No. It's just players. I want good players. Maybe two wide receivers. That's where I start to two think of about the same it. position, but a running right? back and wide receiver. I'm not too worried about it, especially on a team that's well balanced, right? Yeah, exactly. And then especially with like Lynch and Cooper. I, Cooper, if he's your number one receiver, I'm okay with that. If it's you know, that's I yes. think he should he can be a number one receiver. I don't want Lynch as your number one. If those are your two number ones, I'm a little worried because I'm more worried about Lynch.
1: Right. I'd like to be your number two. I, and I think the way that you would end up with both of those guys, if you would take a running back in the first round, then you'd probably have to take Cooper. Maybe he slips to the the third. See, yeah, it can definitely depending happen. on where. Just assuming you're somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. So pretty, pretty much you're taking Cooper and Lynch. Anywhere from the second to the fifth, like, you're in there. Um, Don't take Cooper with the first-round pick, obviously. I wouldn't.
0: I can definitely see something where you have a top end of the first-round pick, get a top running back, turn around, get Cooper at the end of the second, maybe, and then Lynch at the beginning of the third. Either one of those And you're probably going to have to do it more than –
1: fifth is probably not going to happen. That's probably true. It's probably – between the second and the fourth.
0: But I have no problem with those two on your team if you can get it right. Just I don't want Lynch. This It's nothing to do with having Cooper on your team, too. I just don't yeah. want Lynch as my number one running back just about, It's just about, yeah,
1: does it, does it work out where you're at? And I mean, if it's an auction draft, yeah, which obviously auction, we you prefer, yep. you can definitely get both of them. Yep. And I think that they're, right now, I think they probably will both be a pretty decent value. Because I think Cooper is, Cooper might go for a little more than I'm willing to, but... And that's because of his upside. I think Lynch is actually going to be of value because a lot of people are still down on him. So,
0: yeah, and he's it's one of those I'm not sure what to think about. So I'm not either, I'm But i not, not there yet. I'm just kind of... I still like him as an a RB, two. Yep. All right. I think it's time to get into the episode here. Get into our, our list. Trending up and trending down. I think we're going to start with the trending up players. We got three of them each. Who is your first one, Jeff? Who is trending up for you? Do you like it a little bit more? All
1: right. This is a weird one. Um, he just wasn't even on my radar necessarily. And then I went a little – I dug a little too deep one day, and I all of a sudden I found a reason to kind of like him. But it's a quarterback, and mm-hmm. his name is Brian Hoyer. Okay. And you know this is weird, yeah. right? He's yeah. not going to jump into my top ten. Let's not – you know, I don't need to well, – you're the, thinking about him now. I don't need to hate. But, yes, I'm, he's on my radar, and this is why. You're talking about um, – and really, it came about because we were doing the Scott Fishbowl, yep. right? Yeah, and we had to think about every single player yeah, every in the league. Yeah, every single player. So, so I, <laughs> we we're looking at back end quarterbacks, and you know, a lot of these guys you don't think about in regular, you know, regular situations, yep. standard leagues. But Hoyer, um, was always kind of quietly good. He, his main concern is he gets injured, right? Yep. So it was very interesting because I looked at it and I'm like, okay, so. He started for Cleveland, started 14 games. He didn't have that great of a year. It was 12 TDs, 13 interceptions with 3,300 yards. So not the worst of all time, but definitely not anything fantasy relevant. Yep. But it was also Cleveland. So from Cleveland, he goes to Houston, and he plays 11 games, 2,600 yards, 19 touchdowns to 7 interceptions. Okay, all of a sudden, we're kind of working with something. You miss five games, and you're still decent. And then he goes to Chicago, he only gets to play in six games, four of them where he starts, right? Yep. And he ended up with 1,400 yards and six touchdowns, no interceptions. But this is where I love it. So, basically, he's never had the ability to play a full season yet because he's never looked at as a starting quarterback. Now he goes to San Francisco. Not the greatest situation of all time, but not dire like he was in Cleveland, right? Yep. You're definitely better at a situation. So, I went a little too far on the statistics, <laughs> but... If you extrapolate the four games he actually started in Chicago. So he, after Cutler got hurt, he came in for half a game. And after, when he got hurt, he got hurt in the first half. So I throw those out. Those stats, throw them out. If you do that and you take four games, and obviously he's going to throw more interceptions, he's going to have a few things, but stay with me. Four games, he would have ended up with, in those four games, he had 1,318 yards passing, yep. six touchdowns, no interceptions. Jeez. So if you, and he was throwing, and if you extrapolate that out for completions, attempts, he would have thrown 68% of his passes were complete. That's so, a pretty good number. Yeah, so he's accurate. Maybe he's not that great of a deep threat. But if you go out a full season, he would have had 5,272 yards, 24 touchdowns, zero interceptions. And if you take that into account, um, he would have actually ended up with, uh, points that would have totaled the fifth best quarterback in the league. It's crazy. I know. I know that is a jump. It's a reach, <laughs> right? And I'm not saying he's going to be the fifth best oh. by any means. But what I'm saying here is, he definitely should jump up into maybe that idea of uh, top fifteen quarterback, where he definitely was he, not. What is he in. now?
0: Like twenty five? Oh yeah, if, he's like way down there. Exactly.
1: He's near the bottom of starters. In, so you, he definitely should take a jump
0: up. And yeah. yes, injury concern is a real thing. Well, yeah, with him. And we were in this Scott Fishbowl thing. We were Hoyer was a good option for us later on. We were really considering it. It, just, it didn't work out, but he was somebody we were thinking yeah. about. And he was the quarterback for the majority of the season, DeAndre Hopkins a great year, yeah, mm-hmm. 2015. It was what he started, I think, nine games that year. Probably played a little bit more. He was mm-hmm. the quarterback yeah. who get look what Hopkins did last year without Hoyer anymore. So
1: Yep. And Chicago wasn't the greatest team either. And I think for San Francisco to have a guy that's accurate, more of the short tosses. He's a veteran now because he's been in the league for how many years? Yep. I think he can come in and I think he can be I think he could be a sneaky fantasy option, especially for bi week
0: fillers. Especially for two quarterback leagues. He's definitely, definitely yeah. an
1: option. So he can come into play for you in some in some asset of yep. fantasy. Yep. Um, I'm not saying he's in the top ten, far from
0: it. No, but I think you, you it is true, people need you need to he needs to be more on people's radar yeah. than maybe he is. Yes. Because think about it, San Francisco's probably going to be down.
1: Yeah, he's going to have to throw. He's going to have
0: to throw, throw the ball probably a lot. Yeah. And it's they don't really have anybody. They don't have to behind him. They don't have this young guy they want to come out and play with. Play. No. His, his place. If It's not him. It's Matt Barkley. It's and he, yeah, they, they just switched over Chicago quarterbacks basically. I'm saying Horace
1: showed <laughs> enough where he's going to get a shot, at Francisco, because yep. they're rebuilding a lot of different stuff. They don't want to touch quarterback yet. And he's got, he's, it's going to be his show to run. So if he doesn't get hurt, I think he could be a sneaky play at quarterback. And that is why he's moving up
0: for me. I so, kind of like that. It's, it's Long-winded, but. Well, I'm going to stick with the quarterback theme here. My first guy. I'm mm-hmm. going to stick with the Michigan State quarterback theme. It's going to be Kirk Cousins. <laughs> is that the one I talked you into? It is. Finally. It is. It's, man, after that, like, Cousins is moving up in my mind. He's. He was, before he was like 11, 12, maybe even further in my ranks. He's definitely top 10 now. He might even be, I'm trying to think where I was, I was kind of moving him in the ranks. I think he was passing Roethlisberger and Rivers for me now. He's up there, and it's just
1: good. He, he should up fantasy. He, should
0: be. he puts up numbers in fantasy football. Yeah. He has prior to throw to and Crowder, and I still think Doxson's going to do something. If Reed's healthy, I mean, that's a good offense. I mean, even Vernon, is Vernon Davis still there at tight end? Yes, like, yeah. He's he, the backup. I just think it's a good situation for fantasy. I don't necessarily think Kirk Cousins is an amazing NFL quarterback, but I don't think he's as bad as I once thought either. I think he's solid. He's a solid mm-hmm. NFL quarterback who has a lot of people to throw to. In a running game that I'm kind of, yeah, we don't know about yet. They might not be able to run the ball very well, and they're going to have to throw the ball at Cousins. And so he's moved up my list. I've been trying to figure out these ranks, and he's, Every time, I'm like, you know, I have to have him higher. And I feel really comfortable in any league I get him in. I've been noticing that. Like, I kind of realized, you know, I kind of think I want Cousins over Rivers. I want Cousins over Roethlisberger. I, want, I had those guys ranked ahead of him before,
1: but yeah. no, I think I want Cousins. And I think, to your point, I mean, obviously I was already very, very high in him, but the the people that you worry about regressing usually has to do with the scrambling. And just many, many times it does. Yep. Cam Newton, Russell yep. Wilson. Yep. Um, he doesn't run. I mean, no. his numbers are his numbers. I think he's very, very safe to be a top 10 quarterback. And, you know, obviously I think he has a very good shot at even being a, a top five guy this year. Well, he
0: doesn't run, but he still runs for touchdowns. He had nine touchdowns total the last two years rushing the ball. Five, 2015, four last year. doesn't have any yards no. behind him at all. He had 48 yards and then 95 yes. yards. But he actually gets touchdowns. Yes, true. But which is a weird, weird thing. Yes, but
1: last year he also threw for a, a, a very strange under ratio of touchdowns for the for, amount of time. So I think like, yeah. even if that, that would, you know, that would offset each other. And then yeah. even with those numbers last year, he would still end up being, if Brady played a whole season,
0: people that yeah. we think are going to jump up, yeah. he would have still easily been seventh. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm more comfortable with him than a lot of those guys, so he's moved up my ranks, and we'll actually get to that next week, Tuesday. New rankings. We're going to do our, I think, top 15 quarterbacks. He's obviously in there for both of us, so yeah. we'll see – where we end up, or actually, what we're, I think we're going to do is con, we'll do consensus ranks, combined our ranks, and see where these people end up. really give yeah. people a good idea, yeah, I think he's going to be a lot higher than expected. He, I think he should be, so he yeah. will be up there. I like that one. All right, who's your next? Who's your my next, next one? And it's funny, you actually talked me into
1: this guy, and this was just recent. But Danny Woodhead. Oh yeah, players we haven't talked about. Yep. So Danny Woodhead, obviously. That backfield, Terrence West never really got it done. Dixon is uh, suspended or hurt for the first few games. Um, Danny Woodhead comes in here, and he's an older back. He's a smaller back. But once you talk it out, it just makes so much sense that on an offense that throws this much, that has this much issue finding a feature back, that he is going to, if nothing else, steal a ton of work. And once again, in PPR leagues, even more so. But Danny Woodhead is... Not even slowly. He has made a pretty significant jump up my rankings because I think he's one of these guys that um, I'm, I'm starting to consider him the feature back, if you will, in Baltimore. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't get the, the bulk of the, of the opportunities out yeah, there. It's and not going to be I mean, the carries, but it's going to no, be opportunities. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: I'm, I'm including third down passing attempts yep. on there. And the nice thing about him is he's still way down in the ranks and... I mean, there's going to be he's yeah. going to have potential there. We're, I'm not sold on West, and I'm not sold on Dixon. West can be fine for a fill-in, but you, he's 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 had chances. Yeah. and those guys will only cannibalize each other. They're mm-hmm. not going to cut into Woodhead, so yeah. Woodhead can only gain from here on out. Yep, and he's he's going to be. I mean, he was really good in the red zone too, two seasons ago, which is a weird thing. Like, just they would look for him. San Diego did. I don't see why Baltimore doesn't yeah. do that too.
1: And it's not like he and. Also, when you look back, because you kind of forget, right? He's a sneaky player, so you forget how good he was. But in positional ranks, so for running backs, in 2012 he was 24th overall. Then 2013 he was was 19th, then he got hurt. And then 2015 he was 11th, and then he got hurt again. So, I mean, if he stays healthy, he's productive anyway,
0: and he's in a great situation. Yeah, I like that because you're not going to spend anything on him. He's going to be like your fifth running back. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. And he can actually you put him in there. I think he's he's more of a safe option. He's going to get catches. He's going to get you something. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to help you out. All right, I'm going to continue that theme as well of pass catching running backs who are on our players we haven't talked about list from last week. <laughs> it's Ty Montgomery. Okay. Another cool. one. And we brought him up last week because we hadn't talked about him and the more I thought about it is, yeah, why isn't he up here? So he's jumped my ranks quite a bit actually probably more to where he is consensus-wise because he was about, what, 20th? I think we figured out last week. And fantasy pros consensus are around there. And I had him down like 29th or 30th. And I've jumped him up just about to 20th now. And it's more of, I don't think, yeah, they drafted the Bears. The the Packers drafted all those rookies, those running backs. But they didn't draft him until at least the fourth round. There's fourth, fifth round guys. or If they were really worried about Montgomery... They wouldn't have let Kristen Michael go. They wouldn't have let Starks go. They would have drafted a running back in the second round. They didn't do any of those things. They are going to stick with Montgomery. Because I think they like just it, the dimension it adds to that offense when you have a pass catcher out of the backfield like that who actually can run the ball a little bit, but mm-hmm. he is a receiver. It's just something that made that offense just dynamic. How good was that offense with Rodgers at the end of the year? Rodgers' numbers were great. And it started after Montgomery became the back. Yeah, they weren't as they, he was struggling. Remember, it was it was struggling early on.
1: I think they want to they want to give the appearance of a balanced offense, yep. but in reality, every time they can, they want to give Aaron yep. Rodgers the ball. So this gives them the better opportunity. The only
0: worry I have in Montgomery is I don't think he's going to get any goal line carries. It's all going to be Rybkowski. Yeah, I that's that's can. the worry I have. If I thought I, he was going to get those carries, it'd be a little different. But it's either going to be Rybkowski or you know I I can just picture in my head a couple of these of Rodgers throwing the ball down there to Nelson or Adams or Kyle. Like the little plays they run down yeah. there to get a touchdown from the two-yard line. They have that's, plenty of those. I was going to say,
1: that's my fear with him is he, he might get very few t- he'll touchdowns. Get, he'll, get touchdowns. he'll get receiving touchdowns in the red zone. It's not going to be he, the rushing. He could, but Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams
0: mm-hmm. just really have a stranglehold on that right now. Yeah, that's going to be my worry with him. He's actually, yeah, he did not have a receiving touchdown last year. Yeah. So, you know, and he only had three rushing. That's where the... That's where my fear comes Yeah, in. He's going to have plenty of work. He's going to be very good It's just the touchdowns. Can he get more touchdowns? Mm-hmm. If he had more touchdowns, he would be way up there.
1: Yeah, that's, absolutely.
0: That's the only reason I'm down there, but I'm thinking about him a lot more as like my third running I mean, back. And to be fair as
1: well to that point, if one injury occurs, mostly Jordy Nelson. If Jordy Nelson yep. gets hurt, um, just, just that amount of touchdowns has to go somewhere. Yep. So between him, Cobb. And Devontae Adams, I don't think, can really go up from there. So he could—one re- injury, and he could be a real steal. All right, who's your final player on your trending up list? Um, I didn't mean it to be this way, but <laughs> it's actually on the Ravens again, and that's Macklin. Yeah. So Macklin gets traded, and everyone was down on him, including me. He was at KC. He looked like Kelsey is the number one wide receiver as a tight end. Yep. Tyree Kill was going to cut into him, and he plays with a quarterback that is— um, you know, Game manager. Exactly. <laughs> Basically. So now he gets traded, goes <laughs> to the Ravens, and this team throws a lot, and they don't have anyone to necessarily throw it to. And that's why I liked him they for mean, Woodhead
0: they, as well. They lost over 200 targets from last year. so
1: Yeah, and from uh, when he was his final year in Philly – Um, He had 1,300 yards with 10 Mm -hmm. touchdowns, and then he goes to KC, and he has about the same amount of receptions, 87 now. Um, So he almost gets 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns. Then he gets hurt, and everyone just loses faith in him. So he goes to a better passing offense, and, I mean, he's going to be the number one wide receiver. I don't see why 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns wouldn't be what you would expect out of him. And I had him lower than that, so he's yeah. he's got to move up for me. And I think he should move up yeah, for the majority he's, of other people. He's I know everyone ranked him. Up, he's
0: moved up for me quite a bit yeah. too. I like. I just think he's going to be a, just a good option. That's what I, I like. Those kind of players to round up my roster. And I yeah. think he's going to be very solid on bye weeks. You might not even have to have him as a starter. Probably won't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's going to move up enough. So especially if you're in a two receiver league, he's definitely not. Oh, in a no. three, you can use him. He should be solid. Yeah, I don't necessarily think Flacco's great, but he's going to throw the ball around. He's good enough to put, get numbers yeah. for people. So, And we don't know if Perriman's going to be anything yet at all. And Mike Wallace is just kind of Mike Wallace. Yeah, he's a one-trick pony And who now. are they throwing the ball at tight end? I have no idea. That's why it's going to be Woodhead and Macklin. Exactly. Right? So they're, those two. they're just soaking
1: up those. And they, <laughs> it blows my mind every time I see how much they throw the ball because yeah. it doesn't feel that way. Yeah. But they do. Someone needs to catch it. Macklin is way more talented than people are giving yeah. him credit for anymore for yeah. some yeah.
0: reason. And yeah, Woodhead and Macklin okay. both move up because of so that. All right. Well, you would think we planned this list the way these transitions work. I'm My final player is the guy who's going to benefit from Macklin being out of Kansas City, and that's Tyreek Hill. So it just it worked out. I like this. Tyreek Hill. I've gone up and down on Tyreek Hill, as you know. I was I feel like I kind of discovered Tyreek Hill last year. No one was listening to the podcast because we just started. So yeah. it was about week seven last year. I like think we started our podcast. I was on Tyree Hill like every week in our waiver section. Every week I had Tyreek Hill up there and kept waiting. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And
1: then he blew up. And, and he, he finally did.
0: Every single one of our leagues. And then I feel like it got too much for a bit there. That was when Macklin was still there. Mm. It was just, it got like, okay. Well, I'm, I wish I knew what he was actually. Let me yeah go it ahead. But I, it, it got to the point where I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of worried about how much his rank was increasing. But now I think it's kind of leveled out. And with Macklin gone now, obviously they really do believe in Tyreek Hill because he is – I mean, he's not going to necessarily play the Macklin role. I think that's more going to be like Chris Conley is going to come in and take that and obviously Kelsey getting mm-hmm. a lot of the catches. But Tyreek Hill is such a dynamic player. He does so much. I just, The more I thought about this is he's going to get the ball some way and they're going to get the ball in his hands. Yeah, he might have a week where he's down, but he's going to be I, – I think that's going to be really rare. He is such a good player that it's going to work somehow.
1: With with Macklin at some point, and I know that he was at least ranked 23rd.
0: That's, see, oh yeah.
1: That's, and that's way too high. With, with, with Macklin. Macklin
0: there, without Macklin, I'm fine with that. And actually, I think I ranked. Yeah. Well, he actually fell from, he fell see,
1: farther down. Which that's what, that's is more about like, right.
0: that's kind of maybe my mindset on this whole thing. The Hill thing is people, it's leveled out on him. People aren't, so it's not crazy hype. He's not getting this overhype, which kind of makes me – I guess I go back up on him. I just – I switch off whatever yeah. the I guess the general consensus is saying yeah. at the time. It's yeah, so more well, about the,
1: about the ADP with him. Yeah, it is.
0: In a, as a third receiver, I think that's a good third receiver. He's a really boomer bust guy, but that's mm-hmm. a pretty good potential. He's, he can win you weeks as a third receiver. So he's kind of been going up my list. So I'm kind of looking at Hill again, and he's one of those I don't know what to expect in drafts with people. Someone's going to fall in love with him yet, I think. And that's why I probably won't end up with him on any of my teams. But – I'm back on the Tyree Kill bandwagon. He's my original player, so I'm back with him. <laughs> yeah. All right, time to move over to trending down. Who are trending you kind down. of? Who, who have you soured on since we did our ranks and um, going over all this stuff?
1: As the picture becomes clear, um, Rob Kelly. So mm-hmm. the Washington backfield is more, a little more muddy, but it's definitely looking to me, looks to everyone, I'm sure, that at least it's going to be a timeshare. So Rob Kelly, um, obviously less carries. P. Ryan does anything. I think he will mm-hmm. he could easily overtake him. Um, so, I mean, really Kelly was propped up on the fact that you thought that, or at least my initial rankings, he was going to get the bulk of the share because I obviously didn't have P. Ryan yet, and the other backs were in the doghouse. So um, that, that's why, plain and simple. Kelly yeah. has more competition. He's going to get less carries. It's going to be a time It's more shot. of
0: like maybe he will do something, but the situation is so – you yeah. don't know about I mean, it. It's hard to rank him. It's hard to there. say, but if
1: I had to put my money on someone, I'd probably lean towards Pirine even.
0: Should have listened to our draft review episode, Jeff. I told you that back then that if some running back was to break out from the deeper list, it's going to be Pirine. I know. Should have now, but I don't know. I I don't know. I'm I'm torn on that. That's one. That, that's one of the few. That's one of the situations I need to see preseason. Yeah, I need to see that. I need to see the Bengals. I need to see those with those rookies that are supposedly supposed to come in and take over. I need to see the Chiefs too. Like you know, we
1: everyone. Like those three
0: for sure. With you know, with Mixon and with P Ryan with Hunt. I need to see those three situations to see actually what these players are being used. Until then, I just have to stay away. Yeah, and they go down my list too. So yeah, I agree with that one. My first player is a running back as well. It's Garrett Blunt. I had him ranked a little higher early on based off his, you know, 18 touchdowns with New England last year. I think that's what it was. He's not going to get 18 touchdowns for Philadelphia. He's not a very good running back. I don't think he's very good anymore. I, no, I, he's no good. I see you kind of, eh. no, he's no, he's no good. He's no good. He's no good. I don't think he's good. I really I, don't. I'm not going to defend him, but. <laughs> I, I just, even last I mean, yards per carry is one thing. It's not a great stat because especially with Blunt getting all these one-yard touchdowns, it's only 3.9. He doesn't do much. He doesn't make people miss. He might run over people. I think when you become when you're like a thirty one year old running back, that gets a little harder to do. Those hits hurt a little bit more. He's not playing in New England anymore. He's not on this winning team. I just I just don't know. I have a bad feeling about it. Yeah. I just think it's gonna go bad.
1: I agree. I don't think his touchdowns will be anywhere near no. that. But he, they never have. Last year yeah. was just
0: crazy. He's uh, never even he yeah. only had one other thousand yard season in his career, and that was his rookie year when he barely had that. When he was back with Tampa just now he's 31 You're gonna be 31 this season no i'm just and there's a lot of backs there philly that could just they might do other things with him. sproles is still there pumphrey smallwood who knows i just i'm just i'm way down on it like he's dropped 30 something to my ranks now just staying away i don't want him yeah maybe I, maybe if he goes down there just like my fourth i'll take it
1: but. right yeah I, I mean he's useful to have on your on your bench, but um, I don't I know just, how I don't know how far he fell necessarily, but yeah, I mean I agree with that.
0: I'm just way down on him and just kind of just I'm yeah. done with it. I'm done with the situation. Like I said that last week or a week ago. I'm just done. I'm done with Will Garrett Blunt. I'm just not even. I don't even want to consider him for my team. <laughs> like if, I don't I don't want to say that at all because I would take him if he's like my fourth or fifth maybe and there's not much around, but I'm not gonna want that. So, Yeah, I'm just kind of I'm down on him. I get that. Staying away. Yeah, don't know what to expect. Yeah. And I don't think we'll I don't think we'll learn much in preseason on Legare Blunt because I can't see him playing much in the preseason. So I don't think we'll see much. Alright, who's your second guy? My second, and
1: this guy I'm not completely off of I'm not giving up on this guy, but I had to move him down my rankings because he had some bad publicity and it hasn't get really gotten any better and some guys jumped over him and that would be Carlos Hyde. Yep. So he was I think like thirteenth. Something like that for me. Get him 12th, 12th in our initial ranks. Yeah. So I, I still I love. Too, I, I still love his talent. I like the guy, but I can't. I can't just not listen to all things talking about how he has to win his spot and he has to. You know they they don't like him perfectly yeah. for the fit and the scheme and on top of that he already had injury concerns. So, um, so yeah. different guys have, have jumped over him. I mean, they were guys that were neck and neck anyway. So we're talking about Crowell, Lynch, maybe Lynch, those kind of guys. Um, Yeah, so those two for sure. And then obviously – so he's moving back a few.
0: Um,
1: I'm just – he just comes with more risk.
0: Here's my thing always about like off-season news about players is you hear all this good news about people all the time. I just – that kind of stuff I just don't listen to as much. I really feel though the bad news you hear, there's a little more to it. Why is there bad news out there? Why – like that's – for that kind of stuff to get out there to be negative, there has to be something more going on. Yeah, you can say great things about players. All the time doesn't mean they'll actually do anything. When there's negative stuff coming out, I feel like there's a little more to it, and I still think Hyde's a great player. I think he's better than he's better than Joe Williams who's coming in there, Tim Hightower. Oh, yeah. He's better than those guys, but there's it feels like there's something about him that Kyle Shanahan doesn't like. I think, and it, maybe this is a whole thing of this negative news coming out. It's Shanahan trying to get to Hyde. It could get in his head somehow. Get him. To yeah, I'm wondering if he's trying to light a fire. I think that's what this might be, but obviously, even with that, there's something there where yeah. there's not, they're not, there's something not right about the situation.
1: That's why I didn't, I didn't pay attention to it too much the like the first time around because you look at that roster, and there's nothing and else. you're like, Hyde is by far the most talented offensive player you have. Yep. and when he's healthy, he's one heck of a running back. So I was wondering maybe he's just trying to do that. He's playing the yep. little head games, he's doing this and that, knowing that he's going to have to tote a lot of carries for them to be competitive in any game. Yep. Um, but, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, and I'm just backing off, uh, you know, a, a few players. And if I if it doesn't get any better i'll probably back off even even further Yeah, yeah,
0: see. when it comes down to it and there's similar guys now you, you don't you don't want to pick him ahead of them. Exactly. Well, that means he could end up being more of a steal if it all works out. I know. I kind of like that too in a way.
1: It'll be the first year he plays so, every game yeah. and he gets, you know, <laughs> 20 carries a game or something stupid.
0: All right. My next player is going to be a tight end. We haven't talked about tight ends on the list yet. It's Delaney Walker. I am Really? Yeah. He's 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 dropped out of my top 10 tight end ranks. So he's he's really dropped for me. He's gonna be. I think he's gonna turn thirty three this season, thirty three years old. He's getting up there. Yeah, he'll be. Yeah, he's about to. He'll be. He'll be thirty two before the season or thirty three before the season starts. He's only had honestly one breakout season. It was two thousand fifteen, where his numbers spiked. Other than that, he's been a sixty catch, eight hundred yard guy, which is okay. But to me, that's every other guy. It's in that rank. It's, it's Cameron Bright. It's Jack Doyle. It's he's those guys now. He's not. He shouldn't be above that. He's had one good year, one really really good year. That's it. And what was what was his
1: really really good year?
0: Ninety four catches for a thousand yards and six touchdowns. Other than that, he's never had more than sixty five catches in a season. He's never had more than eight hundred and ninety yards receiving. Other than that one season, that's it. He's only had he had one breakout year, and yeah. he's up there in age now. Yeah, I, I get your idea. And your they have hesitation. Corey Davis to throw the ball to now. They have Eric yeah. Decker to throw the ball to now. Richard Matthews is still there. They have the running game that's still working. It's true. I, I just think there's there's two new pass catchers to throw the ball to out there. They also, they drafted a tight end. Uh, Jonu Smith, I believe his name is. Yeah. But they drafted I'm not, worried about, I'm not worried about him yet, but they still drafted a tight end. I just, the reason, I still think he, he's a fine option, but he's dropped below other guys I now. Got you. He's I got For me, he's dropped below Hunter Henry, who was behind him. And I think you had I think you had Hunter Henry ranked below Walker, so I believe you're going to have Henry above. Yeah, that's true. He he was originally ahead of Ertz. Ertz has passed him for me. I think even Ebron's going to pass him for me. Martellus Bennett passed him. Um, there's a bunch of guys to me that I would rather have than Delaney Walker because he's an okay safe option, but I don't even think he's better than players deeper down the board. I I really don't when I dig into his numbers. Yeah, he had that one year that he spiked, and other than that, he's just been a boring tight end. Honestly, it's not yeah, – I can get behind his, that His one. current rank is seventh if you go consensus. I don't – man, the player's right below him in consensus. There's Kyle Rudolph. If someone wants to take Walker over Rudolph, sure, I'm fine with that, but I'm taking Rudolph. Martellus Bennett, I'm taking Bennett. Ertz, I'm taking Ertz. I'm taking Henry. I'm taking Ebron. I'm taking all those guys. That puts Walker about 12th for me right now. That's where I'd put him. Wow. So, yeah,
1: he, uh, he's falling. Think about himself. that. Think, think, think
0: about that. Okay, I don't know. How, how do you feel on Kyle Rudolph over
1: – I uh, probably t- I would take I would take Walker. Okay, over, I figured over. that. One. Okay, Bennett still taking Walker. Um, that one is really that's iffy. But yeah, I'd probably take Walker. I'd Hunter probably Henry. go safe. Okay, Hunter Henry. No, I'd take Hunter Henry. You know that Zach Ertz. Um, that might be that might be a little bit of a toss up. Ertz is still as much as you love him, he still has to prove quite a bit. So I worry about that aspect. I think Walker would be the safe option. I think Ertz if I'm if I'm
0: willing to take the risk. Yeah, I can see that. But I just like the I think, So if I had I'll just say Walker. So if I had to decide right so now. So at at the very best he's eighth for you now. The, at yeah. the best. Which So he's fallen for me too. Yeah. He's yeah. I mean eighth right there. And it just Ertz had better numbers last year. More cat a lot more cat Ertz had thirteen more or yeah, thirteen more catches last year than Walker had already. And he didn't even break out yet. Yards yeah, were that's similar. Crazy, actually.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm how, many, how
0: many – what was uh, Walker's um, stats last year? 65 catches for 800 yards. How and many, seven touchdowns. Seven touchdowns. So he had the seven touchdowns. Ertz went 70, 78 for 816, so only 16 more yards. He had more catches. He had three less touchdowns. So he wasn't getting that yet, but that's I – mean, at the very least, that's the level he's at now. He's not that's up, true. He's not with Jimmy Graham and – Eifert to no. me
1: and those guys. Yeah, actually no, that's a good one. I like that because a lot of those guys that go in the middle that you rank are mostly it's the safety net of it because they've done it for so many years. And, you know, eight hundred yards for a tight end for a tight end is pretty good because it wasn't like he was ranked
0: in the top four even. No, and it's just I think with tight ends, I think you have to get the top people just kinda like, Oh, I'll plug in Delaney Walker here. Right. That's where I think it's coming to be, and I think there's better options down there with tight ends, because tight end's a spot that I will gladly go for upside at tight end. Yeah.
1: Out of all positions, I will just take a know chance what? on yeah. upside. No, I'll, I'll give you that. Because Ebron, you. I'm – I'm want give you Hunter
0: or Henry for sure. I mean, you're probably Ebron not. is
1: probably – I might take okay, the the Ebron is, too.
0: I can see how when you're doing the ranks, you think, okay, Walker should be ahead of Ebron in mm-hmm. the rankings. Like, that's legitimate. But when you're actually drafting, you're like, ah, oh, that upside of Ebron is so much better than Walker. Even though Walker probably has a better chance of a better season – Ebron could easily jump up. right? Like like
1: it makes you think. He he could give you an advantage in the week instead of just staying next And especially at
0: tight end where if you miss, it's no big deal. Yeah. It's not a big, it's not a huge deal. When you're already not getting the top base. You're not, if you're you're worrying about this, you're not getting Gronk and Kelsey and Reed. Yeah. And Olsen even. and Graham. And you're probably not getting those guys. You're already down below. Mm -hmm. So I think you kind of want to take more of the upside. Yeah. I'm I'm with you, actually. I'm,
1: I'm with you. You talked me into that one. All right. Last guy. Last guy, <laughs> everyone's gonna hate me for this. Um, I was already down on him, but I'm even farther down on him now. And that's Sammy Watkins. Yep. Once again, nothing to do with talent, but the guy scares me far too much. And I, I was even, I think on consensus right now he's 16th. And is he moved up that far? <laughs> well, yeah, he wow. hasn't moved in a little bit, but yeah, so it's he still, moved that's up. too much. Yeah, yeah, and you're having. I'll name the guys. You have a uh, Terrell Pryor that's underneath him, Keenan Allen that's underneath him. Alshon um, Jeffrey, uh, Devontae Adams, even Crabtree, uh, Jarvis Landry. I just think that Sammy Watkins is going way too high for the amount of risk that you're taking for him. There's no possible way I would ever draft him as a wide receiver two on my team because there's, I realize that wide receiver is deep, but that second guy is still very, very important. So that's why I'm I'm even farther down on him now because after looking at how deep wide receiver is and how many guys I like that are right below him still, um, that are kind of moving up my board if you will, especially like uh, Trell Pryor I love him even more, uh, Keenan Allen I'm still high on. Now um, I, I would move Sammy Watkins down for even further and he's one of the few guys that I I penalize for the injury concerns. Yeah me too. But I feel like he's one of them that I absolutely have to.
0: Yeah and. I, I ranked Watkins twentieth originally. I think I kept him around there. But the problem I'm having, if I'm in a mock draft and Watkins is on the board and there's somebody else like that, I don't ever I don't think I feel like I draft Watkins. No, there's I two like, he has so much more potential there and he has top five talent, but there is so many the injuries have piled up.
1: Yes. Yeah, in
0: foot injuries for a receiver. It's it's just it's a tough yeah. thing. So I find myself not drafting him. And I'm not putting him down. I'm not moving him down from where I have him right now, but it's more of a more. When I'm in a draft, i got to think about it. And in an auction, I, this is how I'm thinking about this too. In an auction draft, Sammy Watkins Watkins comes on the board. You're probably not even thinking about it, are you? No, I mean, how, there's no possible way that you I'm would, you, outbidding of for to You're going to think about it if it's like at $10 in an auction. Yeah. Maybe and 15 d- at the most.
1: And hopefully he comes later on where yeah. you know how much money you have. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, I can throw. But, I can throw fifteen. Even if it was fifteen, and yeah. I was like, because I haven't spent it. Yep. Like I, I have this much for my bench. Yep.
0: Maybe yeah, then then, that's different. Then. But I'm not. If he comes early in the draft, and no way. I'm no, saving that that's. Money. I can just. I can see that one of my. I can feel that one <laughs> happening. Like he comes up here, kind of no, I'm just gonna wait. That yeah, I'm I'm I just sit back and wait for this one. Just kind of see if once it goes up at a certain um, point.
1: Yeah, no. I'm waiting for someone to spend their <laughs> draft dollars on a guy that I think is gonna get. Injured at some point and not be near as helpful to him, yep. and I'm going to pay less for a Terrell prior. I mean, that's probably yeah. not going to happen now, but yeah. um, you know, and that's
0: if it went by the
1: rankings, that's what would
0: happen. I guess that's a good way to think about it. It's not. There's no analysis there. It's just if it comes on the draft board and in an auction, yeah. and you don't want to, you don't feel like, what? I'm not even thinking about it, and there's you don't want that guy. Yeah, and some, and I mean, it's just some things
1: don't have anything to do with the player's talent. It's mm-hmm. just. You know what I mean, it's it's just where they are, what has happened to them in the past, and I have to build my team a certain way that I have to have some sort of security built in. Yep. and he's just too high where I would there could be a huge gap in in where I believe I'm getting my points from.
0: Yep. All right, one final eye for me. I don't know. I don't feel like you're gonna agree with this. okay. It's Philip Rivers. All right. And it's not necessarily about Rivers himself and not maybe 100% the situation. A little bit. Mike Williams, I'm kind of down on where he's going to be. I think I was – He did get hurt Yeah, when he first came in thinking this is really going to boost this off as top 10 pick. I'm not sure he's going to be there this year. Like he's going to – I don't think Mm -hmm. he's going to be enough of a boost yet. I still don't know where to what to think about Keenan Allen and what kind of player he's going to be. I like Keenan Allen. He's actually dropped in my ranks too. He could have very easily been a player on this list. He hasn't gone far down, but he's gone down a little bit. Mm-hmm. More to like 14-15 instead of 11, 12 Not far, but he's he's gone somewhere. I think all of that is just kind of made him drop a little bit. And it's not, it's more of there's other guys past him. It's not like he dropped. I had to find a spot. Just other guys I kind of liked a little better.
1: Right.
0: I think originally I had Jameis below him. Jameis jumped him. That's one I you know, Mariota jumped him for me.
1: Okay.
0: Um, Cousins jumped him for me. So right there, there's already three guys that just jumped him right off the bat for me. And then also right now I'm kinda looking at Stafford over him now too. Ooh. Um, that's that's where I'm at. But that's where he's at now for me though. He's still I think had of Stafford in the ranks, but that's where he's at instead of being more um he was up there a little bit further, he's dropped more to the Stafford level for me now. Which I'm still fine with that, and there's still good options. I'm okay with yeah. those options. I just think Winston Mariota, Cousins, those kind of guys all should have been ahead of him. So I kind of I just adjusted that way. He's kind of gone down there. and I'm, yeah, I'm not as excited about the receiving group as I was. I still think it's going to be good. I'm just not as big on it as I right. was. That's maybe where I'm, I'm just cooled a little bit on
1: it. I, I don't necessarily mind that. I mean, last year, him and Stafford were 7 and 8, and they <laughs> They're only like three points away from yeah, each other. Stafford see, were actually ahead of him. So. And then Mariota and Jameis, I both think they're going to make yep. jumps. How big of jumps, I don't know. Yep. I, I just think Rivers had, um, I think he had a little more of a, a light year when it came to you know TDs and yardage yep. compared to what he can do now. Yep. Uh, but I, I don't mind that. I mean, once you get to that point, there's a lot of guys that are very close. And my love for Phillip Rivers really came for the fact that even if he was below a couple guys, it just meant that I think people are undervaluing him. Yeah, that's exactly. where my love came well, from. And that's, yeah, it's
0: not like I'm really, really that far down on it. Maybe I don't think yeah. he's going to be quite as good, but, but I'm still okay with that option. I yeah. like that option. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. Dropping below those guys, though, that's completely But fun. if you're looking at a 10-team league, I don't know if I want him to be my starter now. I think there's other guys a little more upside. But if that's the thing. Well, I don't usually like to get two quarterbacks, but if I'm getting a back-end quarterback one, like a ninth or 10th ranked guy, that's when I like to shore it up maybe with the Rivers, with the Stafford. Right. That's where I get to. If I get one of the top-end guys, I don't even worry about a backup. But still, Rivers is still a good option. I'd be fine with it. It's just not as – just a little cooled on them. That's yeah. pretty much it.
1: Yeah, I think, I think the big thing with quarterback is the more it shake out, the more you look at the different stats, you see that if you don't get one of the top four guys that can really – that are not only consistent but can yeah. put up a large amount of points compared to everyone else – after that, there is a bevy of guys that probably like ten guys that
0: it wouldn't matter if you had exactly. them or not. Yep. So that's very true. Yep. All right, I think that's it for training up, training down. So starting next week, I think we're gonna we're gonna start our rankings, and that's what we're gonna do for about I think the next four weeks. And we'll have our we're gonna have our mini episodes in between as yep. we always do with different player debates, different topics like the Zeke the thing that came up. If something comes up, maybe even an injury, so there'll be different random mini episodes that come up. But our main episodes are going to be ranks. Next week's going to be all quarterback ranks. I think we'll do one through fifteen, kind of go maybe a little more in depth on every player, and then the next well that'll be next Tuesday. Next Friday we'll go sixteen and beyond. Yeah, yes, yeah, time to sixteen and beyond. We'll talk about even we'll go deep for people that have four people that play in two quarterback leagues and really need to roster a third. Then, right, like we might as well go into that, and then we'll go running backs. So we'll go. 50 deep at running back, we'll go 50 deep at wide receiver, we'll go 25 deep at tight end, and then we'll probably end it up with a super deep sleepers episode in about four weeks where we talk about players that are way down the list, like really, really far down the list, but I kind of, playing in the Scott Fishbowl League, that really actually made me interested in some of those guys. We, we ended up drafting Elijah Hood, which... <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, who the heck did you just draft? Maybe maybe I'll talk about him in the super deep sleepers in about four weeks, and he might even be cut by then. We'll find out. But right. that was always an interesting episode yeah. too. But it'll be—it's going to be all rankings coming up for the next about four weeks. Really get you ready for these drafts. Know where to, we think these players are going to be. Last time we did them, we kind of went one one. We just based our ranks, you know, where we actually had them. I think we're going to—we're going to make our ranks, and then we're going to combine them into our consensus ranks. So everyone gets a good idea of where we feel players should be. So I don't think Mike Evans is going to come in number one at receiver. No. He actually... Well, not from consensus. Give, um, this is, we're about three weeks away from our wide receiver rank episode, but i got to tell you something. He's number five for me. How dare you? Number I, five? Oh, yeah. Well, I should have
1: known that, though, because you, you were arguing
0: for Julio, so... But, no, it's... I, I'll give you a pre- sneak preview here of wide receivers. It goes Antonio Brown, Julio, Odell Beckham, A.J. Green. Oh, okay. Mike Evans, so...
1: Yeah, that will not be my list, but I, obviously it all of guys are awesome. It's three weeks away. There's a yeah. lot that can change. It, it's yeah.
0: changing daily for me. Yeah. I change my ranks every single day. <laughs> so.
1: But, yeah, this is the time where I, I feel like this is a cutoff when you have to actually start doing yep. a little research and figuring out who you're going to have and people yep. are figuring out keepers. So if yep. you do have any questions about strategy, keepers, yeah. anything like that, send them to us. We'll, we'll try to help you out. Um, the best we can yeah and, and maybe
0: one of our mini episodes we'll do a, do like a mini mailbag yeah. if people have questions just send them in we won't do like an actual full mailbag episode maybe we will right before the season but if okay. you have questions keep sending them in we'll put them on the podcast we'll respond to you probably before that's on the show but then we'll put them on the show so everyone can hear it and get a good yeah. idea of the question but just keep getting us questions we'll get back to you help you guys out if you have keeper questions people have sent us on instagram and stuff they've sent us their mock drafts they've done or drafts they've done and want our feedback send them to us gladly give feedback on those tell you maybe where we think you might be able to improve and had a few of them that come back that people seem to be taking our advice so yeah so we better be right yeah this
1: this is where it gets fun so this is cool and everyone listening um you know we keep gaining subscribers and listeners man we appreciate it it's been a lot of fun so hopefully uh Hopefully our advice
0: is correct and and we'll continue well, and continue I hope, winning. I hope people do see it like it's not all about the players all the time. There's players behind, but it's all about how you build your team and the yeah. strategy behind it. And it's more about strategy. Don't completely sell yourself on all these players. If you know, make sure you have backup. Make sure you have different strategies. Make sure you don't. I don't know. There's just all kinds of things to do. Just keep listening. And I mean, shoot, we both had situations where we had top guys go down. You had Keenan Allen go down last year for you. Right away. And I'm still high on them. So I had Adrian Peterson <laughs> go down for me last year. I had Jamal Charles Jowal Jowal here before. Chosen. I still made it to the playoff both years. Like, your season's not done if you lose a top guy. No, that's not great. at all. Keep listening to then we'll have waiver episodes and find these waiver wire guys. Maybe Elijah Hood's one of them. Could be. You know, we'll find if, if he is and you heard it here first, hey, you heard it here first. So <laughs> that's where we're going to go. But we will talk to you guys next week.